Lights, camera, action. Hello and welcome to the 20th edition of Movie Madness in association with Spitballing Pod. I'm Luke Byron, joined as always by Tom Kennett and Sean Shute. The matchup we'll be tackling this week is 2000's Scary Movie versus 1997's Austin Powers' International Man of Mystery. It's somewhat of a parody derby, we could say. So, uh, how is everyone doing today? Not bad. It's kind of a childhood derby as well, isn't it? it I actually didn't watch Austin Powers till later on, so I obviously knew of it, but it's not one. I think both my mum and dad detest that kind of humour so it wasn't one that I would have ever had either of strangely about a week ago my brother said to me he watched Austin Powers for the first time I was like why why out of nowhere did you end up watching Austin Powers and I said I think I'm going to watch that next week actually (laughs) there we are (laughs) was this your first time watching it Sean or had you seen it before no I've seen Austin Powers loads loads Um, we've got a secret Austin Powers fan here (laughs) He models himself on him, didn't you know? I don't think I've seen the... I can't remember which order in. So I've seen this one, and I've seen The Spy of Shagney, but I haven't seen the other one. Goldmember? Yeah, I haven't seen... Don't oh. think I've seen Goldmember. I've seen, the, oh. uh, I've seen the other two quite a few times, though. We should have had um, Austin Powers, the swingers for the baby Derby. <laughs> yeah. I'd, or, I'd rather, I'd rather Vince Vaughn call me baby than Austin Powers. So this is sex drive for the Seth Green Derby. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've got plenty to get into. So do you want to get straight into it? Or does anyone have anything in particular they would like to discuss? I mean, last week we spoke about food for... Actually, I know a good little little place for us to start. I know Sean, in particular, firmly dislikes horror films or scary movies, we could say. <laughs> I I know which ones I need to avoid, particularly the the, the the most paranormal where I do think there could be something in here. Maybe listening there. Anything where it's just gore or uh, serial killer, easy with me. TK, I don't really know where you stand on them. You're kind of a, hey, look, I'll watch it kind of thing, aren't you? You're, are you a big fan of horror films? You just don't dislike them. I, I think if you're in the right mood, I, I like a horror, horror film. Uh, I've, I, it's not like a, a macho, I'm not scared of anything sort of thing. I don't really, I've never had a problem watching any horror film. Um, I think mainly, and it's, it's a bad thing really, is that I just can't fully sort of immerse myself in it. So I can, I can enjoy it for what it is. It's normally, as we said about comedy, it's, it's an hour and a half out of your life. Yeah. Pretty, pretty easy going. Um, in terms of you're not having to work out the plot too much, it's kind of there. Yeah. But no, I've I've never had any problem. The only things I've I always think the weirdest things are normally if they get like um like kids involved. I think that's normally yeah. when things are, if you have like an exorcism film and the the, the kids possessed or something. I, I think that is an extra uh, creepy creepy sort of twist on things. Yeah, I spoke about before that one episode of Doctor Who that ruined me and my brother with their little kid in the gas mask oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean if you'd watched it you're you're a man that can't watch Friday the 13th <laughs> and all that is is blood look films like that they're just bad 
they're just bad films. Well, we we crossed this off air before. It's a it's a nice get out. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, can much, appre- uh, I can appreciate there's there's some films that are good that they equally. We, I think TK said the, with Sam. A lot of the gore ones. A lot of the gore ones are pretty bad films. But so are comedies a lot of the time. Yeah. You, you, yeah no, my point is that people. <laughs> you liked Bruce Almighty. That was no masterpiece. Rave about horrors like they are good films, but they're not. I mean, some horror films are good. Some people watch because they're bad. I think the difference where I say I'm more likely to be scared with a paranormal one is, as much as it is more realistic for a serial killer to be uh, going on a rampage, it does seem slightly further away that you don't know what could be happening with these paranormal spirits. The first paranormal activity, Friday, and I did go back for two and three, and then I feel like there was no need for any after that. <laughs> I don't I acknowledge them after that. I might send a fourth as well, maybe. You watched Paranormal Activity 1, didn't you, Sean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's obviously the famous one we've mentioned many times. Where, yeah, like, I, did, I didn't know how you were after that. Um, I was pretty bad. I remember coming back to my room and, and <laughs> wanting the light to be on. <laughs> I was definitely shook the first night. After the first night, I think I was fine, but I was definitely shook the first night. That one it, was the worst because with the fact that you didn't see anything happen, everything was entirely plausible. In a yeah, strange definitely. way, not like was it the second one where there was a rogue pool cleaner which was showing the ghost was there, and it was like, right, this is all getting a bit ridiculous. Yeah, a lot of lot of the first one is fairly believable. The stuff that's happened until the end, then it gets a bit ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you because you hear the slightest, the slightest crack, or you've got a creaky door, or like the wind chimes, and like, you can convince yourself that there's something out there. It did add to it that when we went to watch that, I remember we had, which obviously rarely happens in a cinema, full of teens all like screaming. Literally like a door would open and people would just progressively scream more and more. It did kind of add to the tension. That's the opposite for me because it's harder to get scared when it's like that. Like I've I've said before on many a podcast that I saw Woman in Black several times at the cinema. First time when there was people screaming the way through it, wasn't scary the second time, despite knowing what was happening. I came home thinking, Christ, what is that in my garden? It's the washing line. I, I know what you mean. I would normally be the same, but these screams, people looked like horrified. People looked, <laughs> looked like they just escaped somewhere. That overused um, trailer they'll do where it'll be like the night vision where everyone looks slightly green and they'll just show people like carrying their seat like, you need to see this to believe it. The scariest film. And there'll be some kind of story put out, like someone cried in the cinema. AJ. <laughs> we had like the equivalent of that with um, Fifty Shades of Grey, where you had like the extreme stories coming out each time someone saw it in the cinema. Well, what, but they're what, a bit different. I'm sure that Paranormal Activity were the first people to kind of advertise it and put the trailer out as that. Like the trailer was like a screening, wasn't it? Like yeah, it must have been done before, but we probably weren't paying as much attention to it when we were, what, yeah, well, 12, 13. It was horrible, though, that first, because I, I watched it 
on a DVD around someone's house, like in pitch black. So it was like you were in the setting of the film. <laughs> Didn't have time to prep myself for it either. It was just I all in. Macho. I think it was, was it Paranormal Activity 3, I think? It starts yeah. with uh, the bloke and his wife having sex, I'm pretty sure. And it's a good, like, five or ten minutes of scene. And I was thinking, <laughs> like, if we walked into the wrong film, it's just two people just banging. Is that the one where at the end there's, like, almost like a flock of people in the house? I think so. Because think that, that be was why I, I, I watched it at a cinema and there was quite literally, like, there was there was these um, kids a couple of rows in front who... Oh, what? Trying to go on. a tactful way to say this. I was going to go say on. they could have been related to Tyson Fury. Yeah, um, I, th- I thought that was where you were going. <laughs> they were putting their legs up on the seats and farting during the film. <laughs> That's a mood killer. And I told him to shut up and it made it worse. I must have had a pint of Brave that day. Yeah, you're going to say. It helps they couldn't see me either. I didn't want that smoke. <laughs> Go outside and the dad's waiting for yeah. you. <laughs> like, I watched the episode in between the other day where Simon gets stomped by that little kid. He's like, Northsider in the house now. That's what it would have been. I'd have left the screen in. <laughs> there been siren sets there in the gaff now, mate. You don't want this. <laughs> What's the closest you would say you've been to being scared at a horror film, TK? If, if... Yeah, it's not that I'm not like not scared at all, but I'm not. No, no. But uh, I've. I think I've said to you before, the one maybe it's because it uh, kind of caught me by surprise a little bit. Was, the woman in black was a little bit like, <laughs> kind of surprised me a bit, some of it. It was a 12 as well, wasn't it? So you went in not thinking you were going to get that much okay. smoke. Yeah. yeah, it was certainly um, jumpy. So it certainly got you in that regard. I think the most tense one I've seen at the cinema was um, the, the, Blair, the Blair Witch sequel. Because I watched the first one with my brother um, at home, and we weren't that like impressed with it. Obviously, it's aged a lot, so I'd seen countless found footage films since then. In the first one, I saw that was Wreck, that Spanish one, which yeah. wasn't very good until the end was horrifying. But that was like a roller coaster. That one, I was fully all in because it was quite an empty cinema, so. Yeah, I was shook. I was sat in my seat after thinking, why, why have I done this? I think Alex gave me a lift home after and wanted to drop me at the end of the alley by my house. Well, you take me to my door. <laughs> I'm not getting out beforehand. Horrendous. But anyway, different kind of scary movie we'll be getting into today. So the synopsis. A year after disposing of the body of a man they accidentally killed, a group of dumb teenagers are stalked by a bumbling serial killer. Until you see the word bumbling, that is pretty much a scary movie type of plot, isn't it? That you can see the route they're going. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, ironically, it is the perfect uh, way people would sell an actual scary film. It's, we, yeah. we could find one, couldn't we? And uh, they could have been trying to sell it that way. Of all the things we've uh, we've had where we said they sold a comedy short with how they've like depicted it this is that is kind of has they've done what it says on the tin now haven't they yeah absolutely i mean if we go on to the critics reviews i mean i don't know what you're expecting with these but as we've seen with some other ones if if 
the critics don't like it, then sometimes they really don't like it. But I'm, I'm expecting got, very low expectations for both of these. We've got a bit of a mixed bag. Um, so kicking off, scary movie might not be a classic, but it's a solid satire of contemporary slasher films that I had a good time with. Uh, the Wayans brothers just want to make us laugh. For the first 20 minutes, they do. After that, the gag rate plummets and it's a long haul to the credits. <laughs> I don't know if Sean knows he's muted, by the way. I don't know if we don't want to repeat a Jack where he was speaking for about 20 minutes and we didn't know. Um, if you're hoping to forget your troubles for 90 minutes, Scary Movie certainly does the job. There you go. That's such a backhanded <laughs> It's a distraction. Way too see so many others. Um, does it spoofing with a blunt instrument instead of a scalpel, and it's engineered to appeal to the lowest instincts of its targeted adolescent audiences. Uh, scary movie's humour is definitely in the gutter. <laughs> the humour in this movie is based on the concept that if enough jokes are fired off in a row, some of them will make you laugh. The concept works. Yeah. I don't necessarily like the reviews, but it's hard to argue with them. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is dumb American comedy at its best and well worth 90 minutes of your time. <laughs> and I think my favourite critic review we've had so far, what's the point of me saying anything here? This is a critic-proof movie. <laughs> <laughs> but his employer love that I was going to say he's, somebody's not paid by the word uh, <laughs> this dish is best served with recreational drugs and finally when it comes to pushing the envelope in comedy the Farley brothers have nothing on those badass weigh-ins yep blimey well, there you go who's your favourite weigh-ins brother not well, I kind of, film, kind of waxed lyrically film. about Sean last week. Maybe my favourite spelling of Sean as well, with a W. Wow. Yep. It was funny, uh, some guy some guy called Sean from a company sent me like a real, um, just like a rude email and just a shitty email today. It's about the same way as mine. And I was tempted to write back calling him Sean, S-H-A-U-N. <laughs> the constant thing that happens to me, and I was hoping to get back to him. <laughs> yeah. would, would have been the because he just hated that. Um, for me, I'd probably go for Damon Wayans from My Wife and Kids. I, I would agree. I think he's uh, he's got the best resume for me. Yeah, definitely. Marlon would be second, but wow, Sean third. Trivia then. So, at around fifty-four minutes, when Ray and Brenda are in the movie theater, the preview screen reads. The following preview has been as proved for immature audiences only. If you can read this, you're too close. PP poopy boogers farts butthole rated I for immature. We thought it'd be funny to put this here, kiss our asses and take it off pause. Blimey. That might be the level of comedy that they were referring to with the critics' reviews. I feel like these critics have probably seen that and that was enough. <laughs> they, they've written the review just off of that. Uh the original script featured a cameo role for Jamie Lee Curtis from Halloween, as Cindy would discover her hiding in a closet in her house while the killer was chasing her up the stairs. Mm. At around 42 minutes, uh, the lunchroom menu at the high school reads same old shit. Scary Movie was actually the working title of Scream, 
the main movie parodied. As if. That rings yeah. a bell now. That does ring a bell. Uh, at around 46 minutes, when Cindy is in Miss Mann's office, there's a Nazi SS uniform hanging to the right of her. <laughs> Jared Leto was offered to play Bobby during the early stages of casting. He declined in favour of doing Requiem for a Dream, which uh, also starred scary movie writer and actor Marlon Wayans, so surely he could have done both. Yeah. Uh, the role of Brenda... Sorry. Um... The role of Brenda was originally offered to the late Aaliyah, but she turned it down. I can't have seen that, to be honest. Alicia Silverstone was offered the lead role of Cindy Campbell, but turned it down. Ah, that's a joke. I do like Alicia Alicia? My mind's gone blank. Who's who's Alicia Silverstone? My way of remembering her is she looks like a bit of a knockoff Reese Witherspoon. (laughs) She was in Byron's favourite Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, oh, that still gets me though. She actually looks less like Reese Witherspoon than I remember. Okay, so right at the start of the movie, um, due to the movie Kazam being relatively unknown by the French audience, and despite the fact that Shaq's, audience, Shaq's performance wasn't panned by the critics, the uh, Reference to Shaquille O'Neal's acting by Carmen Electra's character, where she says, uh, "You've never seen Shaq act." They change it in the French version, and so when she's asked what her favorite scary movie is, she replies, "Space Jam." And then when she's told it's not a horror movie, she says again, "Yeah, well, you've never seen Shaq act." So there you go. <laughs> they could have gone all the way and said Michael Jordan there. And uh, I thought that's where you were going. Yeah, I thought they were going to have to completely nah. change it. She was getting paid by the word. Here's a, ca- here's a casting wave for you. Carmen Electra's role was originally offered to Britney Spears. Wow. Ooh. She turned it down. In the year 2000 as well. That would have been yeah. mad. I'm not sure she's well. going all in like uh, Carmen Electra was, to be fair. So they may have had to write the role differently. I feel like Britney would have been a method actor. <laughs> She'd, she'd have been 18 as well, Britney Spears. So they really were trying to throw her to the wolves there. <laughs> uh, the teacher, the teacher's role, Miss Mann, was originally offered to Jennifer Coolidge, um, Stifler's mum. She also turned it down. A lot of she people turning down the roles here. Yeah. Um, Shannon Elizabeth said the director wanted to achieve a push-up look with her boobs, so they kept making her wear tighter tops and bras that pushed them out as far as possible. <laughs> At one point, the director wanted to add padding, to which she took offence and said, do I look like the kind of girl who needs extra padding? <laughs> Everyone on the set laughed, they say, and so it's just her own healthy breasts that you see in the movie. Oh, everything on the set must have just been so, I don't know, <laughs> creepy. <laughs> <laughs> like the fact they, have, they thought they've got like a conveyor top of shirts which they're certainly good <laughs> well that smaller one on there they're in private meetings like right we'll get it down to a smaller <laughs> one again tomorrow trust me we'll do it well I said about it on a podcast recently didn't I where the studio execs for Jennifer's body where it was meant to be all about female empowerment and that studio boss when they were asked about selling it he just put three words Megan Fox boobs <laughs> <laughs> oh god 
So it looks like they went for a similar one there. They did do, in terms of people they probably could have got for the role, Carmen Electra and Shannon Elizabeth aren't bad in that they're recognisable faces because if they could really have just got any good-looking person off the street to do the roles, I don't think they required too much acting. And they wouldn't have worked quite so well, would it, by the fact that they were a recognisable face. And that is two of the only recognisable faces you see on the Scary Movie poster are those two. True. I mean, they're good looking, but they get the, the comedy of it as well. That's the yeah. important thing. Is they kind of they buy into the parody element of it. Well, Obviously, particularly Carmen Electra clearly in Christ alive. Yeah. Well, Carmen Lecture then for the next, when things started to go downhill for her, She's her whole IMDb parody films. <laughs> I don't know hey, if any no, of you have watched any of them. Well, I referenced, didn't I, that not next week, next week's the final matchup of round one, and then we have two weeks of um, kind of wild cards that we felt could maybe have been in the bracket but didn't quite make it. Can you remember that I Want Candy film they did with Carmen Electra where essentially they just cast her? in the lead role, got her on the poster and she's hardly even in it. <laughs> Did that I Want Candy song just come into anyone's head? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a bad film, that. And then she did, what, Meet the Spartans, which was, I think, the first one of the... Actually, the epic movie, I think, was the first one they tried bringing it back. People were big on that film as well, weren't they? Right, I remember watching that. The well, I, I didn't take People the whole story down. Essentially... What how scary movie came about was um, there was these two other guys like I didn't even take down their name but they wrote the original script which was then picked up by the production company Marlon and um, Sean who did the writing on it then changed it they say there is nothing you see in the film that was in that original script that they the screenplay they'd bought the rights to but anyway these two people get credited on scary movie one. And they then don't, they are they are involved in Scary Movie two or three, but because their names are attached to the first, they bring it back. And so where people say they went downhill after the third one, and look, people enjoyed them after the first, but I don't think the bar was set incredibly high. <laughs> people then it went back to those other two guys in the original screenplay, and that's why they were able to carry it on and have their involvement. But I think they went on to do a lot of these other parody films as well, which weren't so successful. I see. If you mention them to the Wayans, there's all sorts of interviews of them saying that they really shouldn't have their names anywhere near Scary Movie. So these two guys probably made a lot of money from... Bastards. Yeah. Yeah, if you Google their name with uh, the Wayans, they really aren't big fans of them. (laughs) (laughs) I was just looking at Carmen Electra's IMDb. She really has been putting in that work. But no real blockbusters. Anyway. Um, I was about to say she's been in Dennis Rodman, but I I don't know if she's been (laughs) in Dennis Rodman. That would be odd. She might have been. Listen, you know we'd be into some fruity shit. (laughs) We go on to the categories. Rewatchability, I think this is hour 28, I think it is, total. So, Yeah, nice, nice rewatchable length. 
Do you think you can get annoyed rewatching it too much? I was gonna say. I think I'll need a bit of time before I watch it again. It's it's you you do need to give it time, but we said that for the Hangover as well, didn't we? And I do think the rewatchability is different with the Hangover and scary movie, but to really get the best out of it, you do need to take some time between because particularly where it is, I don't know the right word because without it sounding bad, but we are fans of the film type in the bracket. Go on, call it what it is. Fans of the more simple comedy. Yeah. Where it's not yeah. little like lines that you pick up. It is very much all there for you to see. For that to have the true effect, you do really need to have the time taken between, don't you? I yeah. think kind of their acknowledgement is a bit stupid. does kind of add to it, though, because it's, kind of, it's kind of like they're in on it. You know, with some of these guys who review things and they kind of say the comedy is stupid like the director and I wasn't aware of it. Whereas with this, I think it's very blatantly aware. Yeah. We know what we are here. We, had, well, we said the same with White Chicks, didn't we, last week, that it's almost another joke that goes the whole way through the film that no one else recognises the fact that they do look completely <laughs> different to the people they're imitating. Yeah, yeah. And so it's almost like they're in on the joke with us, and so it works that way. Like the death scene for Shannon Elizabeth is, I think you mentioned it, is perfect for that because they're almost parodying the parody because they're not trying <laughs> to be sneaky with it at all and they go from like the first as you said the first one or the first two you'd kind of think they're parodying it like you said they, but they're going she obviously does what eight different things of, oh so now <laughs> you're going to cut my head off or something like that <laughs> <laughs> there, there really shouldn't be like a rating attached to these films because the way that it's judged they should have our scoring criteria that we have for comedy movies because it works far better than what they're judging it on because yeah. they are intending for it to be a blockbuster, are they? No, I, I guess a little bit like um, what Sean said about horror films where they often aren't of like a great standard of film. This probably, both these films probably fall in the bracket of if you're independently trying to look for a great movie, these aren't for you. You're just going to be going in hoping for some laughs. Well, even with horror films, you do get some horror films that are of this type where they're over the top ridiculous on purpose yeah 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 it's true so i think this works perfectly if you if you half-assed this it wouldn't work because it then it would just feel like a scream ripoff rather than a scream parody yeah you have to go over the top yeah in the, in the um spoof don't you well you have is there a few more because obviously the exorcist is in it a little bit as well is there any other the, the main there? two are Scream and I know what you did last summer. They're the yeah, two. Yeah, what you did last Halloween, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's why it works best because you look at the parody films that later came, like so. If we reference Meet the Spartans, that was one where they tried having about sixteen, seventeen, upwards of twenty films spoofed in the one thing. Whereas this one, you have the two main films that are being parodied. And then alongside that, you just have the little hints at things throughout. Yeah. Like when Cindy gets killed, it's it's a reference to Final Destination, where they have the shot of the other side of the road, them crossing, and then getting ploughed into, usually by like an emergency vehicle. Yeah. And then you have like the Exorcist joke, which you reference there. So it works much better like that. They do that thing with. Uh... Cindy dodging the bullets like the Matrix as well. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was, I was oh, thinking yeah. to myself. 
I was thinking to myself, they can't have been that much longer that The Matrix was out before that. This was 2000. The Matrix wasn't out much before that, was it? No. I know the year before, seen... maybe? Yeah, yeah. It must have been in and around then. And that's, yeah, 1999, The Matrix. Okay. So, if we go on to the quotes then, and there's quite a lot of these. Usually they're kind of in a sequence of kind of a scene so much. But I think one of one of the early ones with um, the homeless man saying, if you got a dollar, Shannon Elizabeth is immediately showing her character where she says, get away from me, you bum. Sydney <laughs> gives him a sandwich and she dashes it back at the back of his head and says, I said a dollar, bitch. <laughs> I think my favourite of... Sorry. Sorry, no, carry on. I was going to say, I think my favourite of uh, the whole film is where he says, I want to see what your insides look like. And she says, then turn to page 54. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you have a nice voice. Thanks. You never did tell me your name. Why do you want to know my name? Because I want to know who I'm looking at. What did you say? Nice breasts. Look, what do you want? I want to see what your insides look like. Well, well, then turn to page 54. Oh. Hey, nice. Listen, asshole. You've had your fun. Now you better stop or else. Or else what? Or else my boyfriend's going to be here any minute, and he's black and he'll kick your ass. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, It's gone. um... Gone. Brenda, it's like my, when they're talking about it, she's been there talking about a party that she was at. She was like, Yeah, is that my friend Sean? And then she's like, Who? You know, Puff Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, TK, we won't interrupt you. That's, I was, uh, <laughs> was going to say the um, literally everything that comes out of Ray's mouth, every, every sort of gay <laughs> thing kills me. Anytime, like, let me grab his ass. I'm going to grab his ass. <laughs> well, he when he's in the bed and he says, "Yeah, take it, Brendan." So, what, Brenda? I, I meant Brenda. <laughs> Cindy, where she says we have to call the police, and Ray says, "No, we ain't going to jail." And he says, "He's right, Cindy. Do you know what they do to young boys in prison? All those sex starved convicts just waiting for a fresh free to meet." <laughs> yeah. and he says, "Cindy's right. Maybe we should call the police." <laughs> so good. And then when he like at the end, he's insisting, like, "No, I'm not gay." Okay. <laughs> when Shorty's getting interviewed at the start, when the police, his whole interview is great. But when she's like, she had a fat ass. So. Hey, do you think the press is gonna want to talk to us? Oh, girl, no. The press only wants to interview the most ignorant person they can find. I'm on TV. Oh shit! First cops, now this. Oh man, I'm be a star, son. What can you tell us about Drew? Well, she had the. Fat ass, son. I mean, it was like, bang! How close were you to the victim? Real close. Until the roofies wore off. Then she woke up talking about pressing charges, so I just pulled my tongue out of her ass and left. What would have been your last words to Drew? Run, bitch! Run! (laughs) (laughs) So how close were you to the victim? And he says, oh, real close. Right to the roofies wore off, and she woke up. Then she was all talking about pressing charges, so I just pulled my tongue out of her ass and left. Yeah. So if, if, if you could have spoken to her before she died, what would your last words have been? He gives it the run, bitch, run. Could have done with Keenan there to go all in. 
<laughs> the TV report when he's gone, white woman dead, we're getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> With Doofy where they just, uh, hey Doofy, smell my fingers. That's when you know you become a man, Doofy, and he says, smell mine. <laughs> says it's been in his ass. <laughs> The dad with his drug comments the whole way through. Cindy Campbell says, "Someone, someone murdered my friends," and he says, "Yeah, and that sick bastard planted drugs all over the house." <laughs> <laughs> Uncle, es- Uncle Escobar, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Buffy tells uh, Doofy to stop sticking his dick in the vacuum cleaner. And that's a girl. That's one of my favorite. I know we're not on the scene part, but when after they do the phone call, and then he like comes out of his room with the with the Hoover, <laughs> and it's just like banging along the side of the corridor. Don't interrupt <laughs> me when I'm cleaning my room. <laughs> um, shorty, where he says, it's like I've seen all this shit before. And you had a killer at your high school? And so, oh, it was in that movie Scream. Same dialogue, everything. <laughs> <laughs> and then they, because then they, when they're sitting outside as well, aren't they? They're like, come on, if this was a movie, they'd, they'd probably get like 30, late 20, 30-year-olds to play us teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So with um, the, the gay comments where Bobby says, yeah, Drew got killed last night. He says, well, she had a brother, right? Steve. Says, yeah, long hair, pretty little man, perfect hair. <laughs> yeah, that was her. He's like, I'm talking about Steve. Whatever happened to him? <laughs> you said about the exorcist. He says, uh, look, it was about that time I puked green slime and masturbated with a crucifix. It's my first keg party, Bobby. <laughs> and, uh, Sydney goes, you guys are psychos, you're watching too many TV shows. And Bray's is like, no, watching TV shows doesn't create psycho because cancelling TV shows doesn't just go on a rhyme like the Wayne's Brothers. <laughs> um, well, I guess the whole uh, was up scene. Yo. Hello, Shorty. What are you doing? Nothing. Sitting here watching the game, smoking some butt. Are you all alone? What's up? What's up? What the? Who's that? Yo, pick up the phone. What's up? What's up? Yo, Duke, pick up the phone. Yo. What's up? What you doing, son? Nothing. Just chilling. Killing. True, true. Goes as a quote by the fact that that carried on. I said, I thought that came from Scary Movie and then later was in a commercial rather than being from a commercial and ended up in Scary Movie. Yeah, I'd have to argue. It's one of the, if not the best, it's obviously one of the best adverts of all time. (laughs) Most effective. Iconic. I think it is my favourite scene. Yeah, it is an all-time great. Just so simple, but so effective. Um, the teacher saying the police have asked us to give you the following safety tips: stay in well-lit areas, never travel alone whenever possible, always wipe front to back, and remember, never ever believe someone when they tell you shaving your pubic hair or rid you of a crab infestation. <laughs> <laughs> when the police, when the policeman's showing her the uh, the pictures, and it's just topless pictures of him. <laughs> like, well, what about this one have one last look any interest <laughs> no <Yeah. laughs> 
the officer says, how are you today, Cindy? Says, uh, Good officer, how are you? Bloated, constipated, got a boil on my ass, size of a walnut, you know, the usual. <laughs> Cindy says, Greg, you're not the only one who's got one. He's like, what do you mean? Bobby's got a baby dick too. Like, no, no, the note. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, sure there are more. When he writes about his small dick, I found that <laughs> I find it even it shows you how sort of uh, easier a laugh you were when you were younger. I remember seeing the picture of a tiny dick, and I thought that was the funniest thing <laughs> imaginable. I think that's all I had down. Unless anyone has anything to add? Yeah, I don't have any others. No, I don't think. I think he's a. Uh, did overlook how uh, how good a character Cindy's dad is. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's fucking hilarious. Best moment slash scene is, is anything topping the was up. The... I do think the uh, the car when they drive the bloke over is pretty hilarious because <laughs> you've got her obviously sucking him off in the front. You've got Ray in the back <laughs> fingering him at the bum, <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then obviously you've got the whole thing of them running him over and him hitting him again and killing him, etc. etc. It's all a great scene. The little pop sound they use when he moves his hand <laughs> makes that so much better. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, that would be my other shout as well. But then the other one I'm also thinking of is when um, the killer goes round and starts hitting the blunt with them, and then and then they start the <laughs> rap battle, <laughs> and, then start, and then he kills them all. <laughs> I enjoy that I, one. I did enjoy the cinema scene as well. Yeah, yeah, when they start killing her, stabbing her. Everyone telling her, everyone telling her to shut up each time. She's like, I paid, I paid for my ticket just the same as you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so Ray. What would you say best side character? I guess if we count the main characters as what? The killer, Anna Faris... I think Probably. that's the thing. Are they, is it just those two that are the main characters? Or do you class the whole group as main characters? Yeah, that's it. Because I was, in my mind, I was thinking you've, made, you've probably got to give it to the whole group, haven't you? Because, I mean, Cindy is the main one, isn't she? But yeah. I don't know if the others are two. Are they side characters or are they like secondary mains? I should say now that Carmen Electra is a. Guaranteed entrant to uh, the Rex Ryan Hall of Fame. How's Carmen Electra going in the Rex Ryan Hall of oh, Fame? Rex- <laughs> oh, right, yeah, sorry. I was thinking of the other Hall of Fame. <laughs> I thought he was about to say the Leslie Mann Hall of Fame. I was thinking, whoa, <laughs> yeah, yeah. let's pump the brakes. And yeah. it still wouldn't be as rash as Sean's claim last week. <laughs> okay, I'm just trying to stick to what it was originally set out for. <laughs> Yeah, and what it wasn't so out for, she definitely didn't fit into that bracket. <laughs> Alpha love. <laughs> Best side characters. So you're saying Ray can be a side character? Is that what you're saying? Because if so, I think he nails it. I don't uh, know. I was possibly going to go for Shorty. He is, he is good. He just kills me. But outside of that, if we're not counting them, then... 
the dad. Part of me would argue the cameraman, gay or hailstorms cameraman. <laughs> and this, uh, we haven't mentioned a scene where eventually they do sleep together with him cutting back the hair <laughs> the, the shears that he pulls out <laughs> uh, what with the chainsaw yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that is good that was a big scene as well when it was sort of first out and about because I didn't like having that bush back then it was a transition period. Yeah. I think with all the people they probably offered the role to before, you might not have had Anna Faris become Anna Faris because this is her first main role. Okay, the making of her. Well, yeah, I don't know how many other films are around where she could possibly kind of show that she can do the comedy side as well as everything else, so... You could go, and then the other one would be, I guess, um, Cindy's dad for a side character as well. Yeah. Well, he was most out if we're counting the main sort of group as main yeah. characters and the killer, obviously. I think we're going to be, it's going to be, we're going to be hard pushed, aren't we, to say the Wayans brothers aren't main characters? Yeah. 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 So that's going to be a very tricky start. <laughs> what about you, Byron? Have you got, did you say one? I I, st- I wasn't really sure myself because I was thinking main characters. I probably would have gone for Cindy, the Wayans brothers. I thought Brenda more so than Shan Elizabeth, and I forgot the other guy's name, but the guy who has uh, the small dick picture. <laughs> I, I would have said that right, he was more of a side, if if anything. But then he's got a lesser role compared to. So I really don't know if it was gonna if we were gonna go really like we say with side characters and the others. Then I'd you're gonna miss man, aren't you? No, I would probably go for the dad just because I think everything he said made me laugh. Yeah, definitely. Or Carmen Electra. (laughs) I think so. The other categories will be ones that we'll get into when. we compare the film. So if we go on to Austin Powers, um, a 1960s secret agent is brought out of cryo-freeze to oppose his greatest enemy in the 1990s, where his social attitudes are glaringly out of place. <laughs> <laughs> on to the critics' review. So contains its fair share of bathroom humour, much of it childish, a lot of it gross, and some of it hilarious. We may not need as many Austin Powers movies as there are James Bond pictures, but one or two more might be nice. I <laughs> what he wanted. We've got the classic here. The bad news is it's a one-joke picture. For fuck's sake. It would take That's a, a stone face. <laughs> it would take a stone face not to crumple at Austin's dodgy catchphrases and irrepressible sexual desperation. <laughs> this guy did the equivalent of the let's settle the debate here on Twitter. I know good silly fun when I see it. <laughs> that is the worst <laughs> thing. When people are still posting, let's settle this. And I saw an Arsenal fan earlier say, let's Arsenal. decide who the biggest, let's settle once and for all who the biggest team in North London is. I don't disagree with the results. I think you might have a slightly tainted uh, audience here. <laughs> Hilarious and smart, the best Bond spoof there is. 
Myers has created such an infectious and joyful character, you'll be forced to say groovy baby at least once more. It has been in my head all day. (laughs) Director Jay Roach seems helpless to rein in the adult antics of his star or give the supporting cast much of a grip on what they're supposed to be doing. (laughs) Good parodies are hard to make, and while this one doesn't completely succeed, it is funny and silly enough to be enjoyable. Uneven and not funny, relying on recycled jokes and far too broad physical humour. Tasteless and humourless. And finally... As the ending credits went up, I realised I'd never laughed. A few smiles, but that was it. <laughs> <laughs> that guy was not happy. Happy one bit. No, he's having none of it. Trivia. So, Mike Myers originally wanted Jim Carrey to play Dr. Evil, but Carrey eventually passed due to scheduling conflicts with Liar Liar. Myers decided no one could then do the iconic role better than himself. That's quite something, isn't it? He's given himself a promotion. <laughs> hey, it, it works. It works. Yeah. Being, Jim Carrey probably could have done it as well. Uh, the yeah, shushing it... scene was improvised by Mike Myers and Seth Green. Sorry, TK. I was to say, would it have been better with Jim Carrey? Do you think he could have taken it to another level? Or does he just complete... Because as we've said before with Jim Carrey, changes the film in itself having him in there. Does that yeah. make it better or is it... I think Doctor Evil's the best character in the film, so I would rather keep it and change someone else around. That's the problem, isn't it? It's a dangerous thing to change. He'd rather Harry play in Austin. Yep. Well, just replace him with Ace Ventura. True. Here's a bit of trivia for you. So, Joe Sun, the actor who played Random Task, the the Asian (laughs) heavy, if uh, anyone's unsure, um, is serving a lifetime prison sentence for the torture of a 19-year-old woman in 1990. He went uncaptured until 2008 when a DNA match linked him to the crime. According to the victim, she unknowingly had a copy of the movie in her home before the attacker's identity was revealed. In 2017, he was sentenced to an additional 27 years for murdering his cellmate. What the hell? (laughs) I wasn't expecting that trivia. Jesus. Yep. That's good can, casting for a villain, though. <laughs> <laughs> I can bring it to a lighter note again. So Elizabeth Hurley and Mimi Rogers asked and were allowed to keep their tight leather outfits after fin- after filming finished. Oh, wow. Mm. Okay. When Dr. Evil suggests blackmailing the royal family about the Princess of Wales, in reality, she had been killed at the time of the film's release in the United Kingdom. There you go. We've got so some she dark was. Today. They're saying that she was when they were filming. It, when they when they filmed it, she was alive. But oh, by right. the time it was released in UK cinemas, she'd been killed. So they took oh. that line out for UK release. Oh really? Okay. Jeez. Mike Myers decided not to do a third Wayne's World film, so we could focus on and develop a secret agent comedy. This is uh, what it became. That's a strong choice. It's worked out well for him. Don't mention Wayne's World to Keenan. He's not if he a fan. 48 of... If he 48 to Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> He's not a fan of Wayne's World. Not at all. Mike Myers' best role is still Cat in the Hat, though, so I'll put that out there. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that'll, be, maybe that'll be my wild card pick. 
<laughs> it's honestly a great film. I'm not watching Cat in the Ass. <laughs> What's your film going to be? Never you mind. If you pick Hot Fuzz, I'm picking Cat in the Hat. <laughs> I'm definitely not picking Hot Fuzz. Maybe I won't pick Cat in the Hat then. That's a warning for if anyone thinks about it. <laughs> That's your nuclear weapon. Well, you do have some great quotables in Cat in the Hat. Fuck's sake. It was actually a bit of trivia, but after Cat in the Hat, um, the Dr. Zeus estate banned uh, any further live-action films from uh, his books that hadn't already been made. Oh. They hated it so much. <laughs> Cat in the Hat calling someone a dirty hoe. <laughs> Rewatchability, then. This is another one that is pretty much bang on 90 minutes. I would I would say in a similar fashion with Scary Movie as well. Whilst it's an easy watch, I would need a bit of time before I watched it again. Yeah. The humour and stuff is a little... Uh, <laughs> I enjoyed it, but if you thought it was sort of a bit stupid the first time around, I don't imagine it gets you thinking again the second time. I kind of drifted in and out of... Austin Powers, like there were we, times I found it really funny. There's other times where I thought, Jesus, how long is left of this? I've, we were saying, weren't we? That first 10 minutes I was watching, I was thinking, this has not aged well at all. And then I came around to it. But first, I was I was worried. I thought, I'm just going to have an hour and a half of hating <laughs> this film. And it's fond memory in my head has been eradicated, but it was okay. So, you know, um, the follow ons that were eventually made, originally, he was going to do a prequel and have the kind of build-up to their first crossover that they have at the start of the film. So you escape that. I think we've, I think we've said before as well, and presumably we were always going to touch at least briefly on the fact that the sequels probably are better than the original as well. Yeah, I think everyone says the second, don't they, is the best one. Tends to be, yeah. After about two minutes of the first, I was going to message you and say, shall we switch this? <laughs> I was thinking, have we made a mistake here? But <laughs> for the integrity of the pod, we've got to do it. Well, it says a lot that on IMDb, the related news next to Austin Powers is um, Seth Rogen says he'd rather work with himself than other actors. So what? maybe he's going the Mike Myers way. He's going to do it. <laughs> Seth Rogen version of Norbit would be quite something. Oh, Christ. With him playing every single role. <laughs> if we go on to the quotables then for Austin Powers, I think the first one that made me laugh was name, Austin Danger Powers, sex, yes, please. But it's just <laughs> his face, his face every time. That is the problem with some of the quotes in this, is that it's mainly his face as he's saying it that kind of seals the deal. <laughs> I, I saw my mum were going to do a lot. I have to watch Austin Powers to the pod this week. Christ. And that, that was one of the, <laughs> one of the favourite one, one of the ones I like. Is the whole scene, but it's particularly the end quote that it's built up to, is the, the Swedish penis enlarger pump. One Swedish made penis enlarger pump. That's not mine. One credit card receipt for Swedish-made penis enlarger, signed by Austin Powers. I'm telling you, baby, that's not mine. One warranty card for Swedish-made penis enlarger pump, filled out by 
Austin Powers. I don't even know what this is. This sort of thing ain't my bag, baby. One book, <laughs> Swedish-made penis in larger pumps and me. This sort of thing is my bag, baby. By Austin Powers. Austin <laughs> <And then last laughs> I was cracking up at that. Not is. And then the last part where it's like, Swedish penis in larger pump, this is my kind of thing book. <laughs> <laughs> That got me. That that was my first chuckle in the film, I think. Yeah, that that got me back on side when they were just getting like the receipt and I was like, but here's a signed warranty as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, I'm on board now. Doctor Evil telling his uh, story he was like the details of my life are quite inconsequential. Um, my father was a relentlessly self-improving uh, owner from Belgium with low-grade narcolepsy and a pension for buggery. My mother was a 15-year-old <laughs> French prostitute named Chloe with webbed feet. <laughs> His whole thing where we mentioned the um, like Diana stuff where he says, gentlemen, I have a plan. It's called blackmail. The royal family of Britain are the wealthiest landowners in the world. If the royal family pays us an exorbitant amount of money, we make it seem that Prince Charles has had an affair outside of marriage and therefore would have to divorce. And they tell him <laughs> this happened. <laughs> My second plan, back in the 60s, I had a weather-changing machine that was in essence a sophisticated heat beam that we would call a laser. We would punch a hole in the protected layer on the Earth, which scientists will call the ozone layer. <laughs> surely ultraviolet rays would pour in, increasing the risk of skin cancer. And then finally is where he says he'll, he'll want a nuclear warhead and gives it the $1 million, which I did do along with the film. Gentlemen, it's come to my attention that a breakaway Russian Republic, Kreplakistan, is about to transfer a nuclear warhead to the United Nations in a few days. Here's the plan. We get the warhead, and we hold the world ransom for one million dollars. <throat> well, don't you think we should maybe ask for more than a million dollars? A million dollars isn't exactly a lot of money these days. Virtucon alone makes over nine billion dollars a year. Really? Mm-hmm. It's a lot of money. Okay, then. We hold the world ransom for one hundred billion dollars. <laughs> Raising my baby finger. <laughs> well, it does the laser in the the speech marks as well. Oh. Is this the most um, gift film of the bracket? You could be right. There's a lot of there's a lot of. Uh, Dr. Evil gifts out there. Anchorman would be quite high as well, I think. Yeah. Also, does Will Ferrell go in the Rex Ryan Hall of Fame? That <laughs> is not a bad shout. I did think this is quite yeah. a cameo. Is he a star at this point? Uh, I'm, I'm of the understanding me, me, that, 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 that part doesn't Rex, matter. Rex yeah. Ryan is in it because it's Rex Ryan. He's a coach of an NFL team and he's in, it. He's in a couple of scenes of a film. Yeah, that's um, true. Whereas if you're, because if we're putting people who go on to be big actors, but at this point they're just kind of a sub star, then they're not in it as a cameo, are they? No, this is just his toe in the water, isn't it, for Will Ferrell? Yeah. I will say, Sean, your understanding of Hall of Fame was thrown into uh, disarray last week, as you <laughs> suggested Gordon's wife from Dodgeball to be in the Leslie Mann Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, but that was clearly a joke. Also. You can joke about the Leslie Mann Hall of Fame, but for <laughs> Hall of Fame, it's a nice, it's a great little spot, but I don't think it's a cameo Hall of Fame. 
It's just he's got a little part because he's not a big time actor. A nobody. Ahead of next week, would you rather settle down with Leslie Mann or be best pals with Paul Rudd? Oh, that's a tough one, that is. I'm not really sure what the answer is. I want both now as well. Now that you've said it, that's that's the life I want. (laughs) Maybe settle down with Leslie Mann and just hope that she knows Paul Rudd so she can introduce. Even if you can't be best buds, you can can know him. Just be acquaintances. Uh, on the, uh, the, the da- you might I don't think you said this, but on the when Doctor Lee was talking about his dad as well, it's like he, he would make outrageous claims, like he invented the question mark. <laughs> <laughs> I never um, forget a pussy cat, <laughs> and then again, it's his face that makes it better. So I shagged a rotten. Look, I know I'm being neurotic, but. I can't shake off this suspicious feeling about that Italian secretary, you know, Miss Vagina. I, I don't want to sound paranoid, but I've had some bad relationships in the past, and I have been known to be jealous. I'm sorry. No, don't be sorry, baby. You're right to be suspicious. I shagged her. What? I shagged her rotten, baby, yeah. I don't believe you, Austin. She was repellent. Saucer of milk table, too. Did you use protection? Of course. I had my 9mm automatic. You know I meant, did you use a condom? <laughs> Only sailors use condoms, baby. Not in the 90s, Austin. Well, they should, those filthy beggars. They go from port to port. <laughs> <laughs> they do nail that contrast between the 60s and the 90s so perfectly. When she's like, don't call me baby, and he's like, yeah, yeah, why don't we go to the back and shack? <laughs> like the idea that in the nineties, this would have just been—they thought they were like the most PC ever—and now you get to like twenty twenty now, just hold your beer. Well, the build-up yeah, that he just referenced is she says, "Look, I know I'm being neurotic, but I just can't shake off this dis- this suspicion about that uh, Miss Vagina." I don't want to sound paranoid, but I've had some bad relationships in the past. <laughs> You're right to be suspicious. I shagged her. <laughs> I don't believe you, Austin. I mean, she was repellent. He goes, saucer of milk, table two, meow. <laughs> she says, did you use protection? He goes, of course, like my nine millimeter automatic. <laughs> did you use a condom? <laughs> Only sailors use condoms, baby. <laughs> <laughs> he takes the more I go, doesn't he? He's like, well, they should. They're going from port to port. <laughs> <laughs> he calls them filthy beggars. Um, Senator Fraulein is from the, the militant wing of the Salvation Army. <laughs> when they first unfreeze him, he's gone, those capitalists will pay for their crimes, eh, comrades? <laughs> it shows how quickly he'll turn if he has to. <laughs> When she gives it the Mr. Powers, I would never have sex with you ever if you were the last man on earth. He's like, What's your point? <laughs> um, she says, Shall we shag now or shall we shag later? How do you like to do it? Do you like to wash up first, you know, top and tails, hauls bath? Personally, before I get on the job, I like to give my undercarriage a bit of how's your father? <laughs> <laughs> When he punches the old woman, I'm sorry, Basil. I thought she was a man. You're talking about my mother. You have to admit she is rather man-ish. 
<laughs> that really made me laugh when he hit it. That's in there with best scenes for me, and it's not really a scene, it's just a moment of him <laughs> punching his woman. No offence, but if that is a woman, it does look like she was beaten with an ugly stick. <laughs> it's a bad trend here. I'm pretty sure I've, in previous weeks I've laughed at this, a man punching a woman as well. It's not a, it's not a good character trait of mine. Him, him playing a blackjack where the other guy read the cards when he's on 17 and the guy says, I wouldn't advise that. And he, what, he has five and he's I trust the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Him saying, I think you're shagadelic, baby. You're switched on, you're smashing. Some of the people like, just completely buy into it as well. <laughs> They're swooning for him. <laughs> says, uh, I've been frozen for 30 years. I've got to see if my bits and pieces are still working. My wedding sack, my meat and two veg, my twig and berries. Hello, lads. Are you still awake? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the bit, just... the bit at the start where they're in the 60s where they're just running after him. And then he has to trump the, the band to come in behind him as well. <laughs> I've had this with some films in the bracket where it's gone the other way. And I think Sean had it this way around the sex drive. There are some where it's not really until we start talking about it here that I realise how much I maybe did enjoy the film. Because Sean did this with Sex Drive where he said he hated it and then we got his picks and he voted for Sex Drive in almost every category. No, I didn't vote for Sex Drive in all Yeah, category. I, I think you misremembered that. I'm no. pretty sure he came, he came on here and slagged it. Yeah, yeah he, he texted me all his answers. In certain, in certain categories, I didn't. It wasn't a whitewash, but I still I still stand by. I didn't enjoy the film. Yeah, you're gonna listen to it, but not so long ago. You did slate the film, but at the same time, we've said before the way our uh, categories are structured. Sometimes the uh, the films are there's only going to be one winner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he's uh, killing that number two, he says, "Who does number?" Oh, sorry, the henchman. He's like, "Who does number two work for?" He said, you show that to the new boss. But <laughs> yeah. he says, how about courtesy flush there? <laughs> and he looks really serious. <laughs> That's actually really good. <laughs> the little um, like exchanges where they're clearly parodying like every spy film where they send them away to die. And he says, look, look I've got what well, he's like, I've got a gun. That little exchange is perfect, yeah. Says, uh, all right, guard, begin the unnecessarily slow moving, dipping mechanism. It's what, you're not even going to watch them, they could get away. And he's like, no, 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 I'm going to leave them alone. Not actually witness them dying. I'm just going to assume it all went to plan. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I have a gun in my room. You give me five seconds, I'll come down and blow their brains out. You just don't get it, Scott, do you? You just don't (laughs) get it. When Scott says as as well, he says um, when Doctor Evil asked him what he's doing, so I thought he'd stay in. There's a good titty movie on Skinamax. They <laughs> <laughs> say he wants sharks with freaking laser beams attached to their heads. And they had to make do with sea bass. Mutated <laughs> <laughs> sea bass. Are they bad tempered? He's like, yes. Yeah, so what I'll do. <laughs> Any more for any more before we move on? No, no, all good. 
Uh, I think Groovy Baby and Don't Make You Horny are pretty. Uh, <laughs> what pretty do you think best, best moments clash scene? I think the uh, Swedish male penis and larger Sean reference is is got to yeah. be up there. I think Doctor Evil and Seth Green in therapy <laughs> is, is potentially one of the best. And when they get on the plane for the first time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he's spinning he's... around on the bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's going, I keep falling, I keep falling. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, she goes from completely despising him to all of a sudden, just once she's just completely charmed. Literally, there's no real like journey on that either. It's just straight away. <laughs> just She just suddenly thinks, oh yeah, I like it. Her mum giving it the all, all, all women want to be with him and all men want to be him. And then give it like all people had teeth like that back then. <laughs> <laughs> they are bad teeth as well. I was that's looking how, that's how Americans think all our teeth are. I was looking at just what a weird looking bloke Mike Myers is and I was thinking he's lucky he found acting. Because he would just look like a very odd bloke otherwise. But he gets away with it. And he can get with Liz Hurley in a film. There you go. Yeah. What a beautiful thing. It does, I do think, obviously, it's not the weirdest thing, I guess, that happens in these films. But the whole uh, Mrs. Kensington and then getting with a daughter thing is an odd, yeah. an odd set. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that they're initially watching, resistant was, of. And then... I was watching it thinking, like, misremembering. Like, does it turn out that he's her dad? Yeah, I had a similar uh, thought process, I'll admit. Best side character. Seth Green? I I was thinking, I don't know if we'd, I'm just saying that because it's Seth Green. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't know if I was just being biased with that. I was a bit gutted that Minnie isn't in this one. I was kind of waiting for him and then then I had to realise that he's not going to be in it. Yeah, no. I was remembering the Hard Knock Life video. <laughs> and they had the one where he, Britney Spears did the theme for one of them as well, didn't she? She? Yeah, it was called like Music Make Me or something like that. Okay. He's in the video as well. This maybe that critic had a point with the other uh, cast members. I'm thinking, I don't know who you'd give it to if you don't give it to Seth Green. So, yeah, I was thinking it'd be like shoehorning them in, though, like number two or the the MI6 boss. Like, Exposition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of vaginas got a great name, but a lot of that's, vagina, yeah. that's about where it ends. Britney Spears is a minor villain, Austin Powers, and gold member. Oh. Austin busting on her during her dancing routine. He works his mojo on her being a fembot and her head blows up. I thought I was thinking Miss Hergy then. Yeah. He busts on her. I was thinking, I thought I would have remembered that. Big gold member. Very good. I might watch one of the other ones tonight. See if it charms me. I'm going to go Seth Green, but I think... uh, I forgot her name now. Salvation Army woman. Yeah, yeah. 
Is it Fraulein? Is that right? Yes. Fra- yeah, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's Fraulein. Fraulein yeah. something. Yeah, I'd probably go for her. I would, yeah, I think she might nick it. So some of her lines are genius. <laughs> Seth Green's character is good in it, but it's supposed to be that he's obviously the whiny teenager and stuff, which doesn't yeah. maximise his potential. But when he first sees him and he's like, you just come into my life after 16 years, and suddenly I'm just, we can have a relationship like that, and then runs away from him. <laughs> if we go on to the judging then, so... First things first, which did you prefer? Sean? I found this tough because I, mm. I probably like them at equal amounts. Um, come back to me. I've, I was a similar sort of struggle, but I, I came down on the side of Scary Movie just. Sean? <laughs> I thought you were going to go. <laughs> uh, what am I going to go for? I think I'll go for Austin Powers. <laughs> I'm equally torn, so that's what I was... Uh, <laughs> I, I knew you were both pussyfooting around the decision. I've got to say, I think this might be, for me, it's definitely the closest week we've had. I'm going for Scary Movie. There you go. Rewatchability. Sean. Uh, yeah. Again, we I mean, obviously we've touched on this a little bit, haven't we? Um, in terms of you probably need both of them. You need to leave it a little bit. But if I had to pick one to rewatch first, then I think I would probably go for Scary Movie on this one. TK? Yeah, same. Just about. I just think as just a little bit of an easier watch that I could get into the humour of it a little bit easier than Austin Powers. I'm actually the opposite. I think I could rewatch Austin Powers sooner. You're thinking of the sequels. Most quotable. Quotable for for me, this is uh, Austin Powers with uh, the obvious ones like Groovy Baby, Do I Make You Horny Baby? Um, but some of the other quotes I think are, are more quotable as well than uh, Scary Movie See, I have more down for Scary Movie but I think Austin Powers wins it with the less that I had down yeah yeah it's tough because if I, if I think of both films I would single it down to Groovy Baby and probably something like Shagadelic or something like that and I would have <laughs> that up against was up but I would probably side with Austin Powers in the fact that at least it is their quote rather than another one that's just kind of been added into the film yeah I think it's Austin Powers I think it's the most I think it's got the funniest quotes in there I think a bigger collection of laugh out loud quotes Best quote across them. I'll go. It's a, it's a tough one because part of me wants to say, "What's up?" 
but then I also don't don't necessarily think I can pick it as a as a full quote. Um, so I'll go for Austin Powers and then the one that I mentioned earlier, the 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 Swedish penis and larger pump book. Like this is my bag. I'll go for Austin Powers as well, and quite simply for Groovy Baby. Yeah, clean sweep. I think either of those are good picks, or even the uh, Prince Charles having an affair and getting a divorce thing. I found that very <laughs> funny, to be fair. <laughs> so, best moment slash scene. This is where was it comes in for me, and this is this is the easiest one of all of them. And I yeah, that's the one I go for. I've got that as well. Yeah, to be honest, I've, I think the uh, and the the car scene was one of the things that came to my mind. I think that as a you know selection of what about five to ten minutes worth of film, I think that was the best across the two films for me. So I was scary movie as well. I really like the ending of that as well. Just the the chilling, killing, and it was like, true. true. <laughs> <laughs> Next up then is. Best side character. Whichever way we determine it with scary movie, I've got it being them. Yeah, sure. there's not enough. The side characters in uh, Austin Powers don't really do enough to warrant. No. So, yeah, I'll go for Austin Powers and I'll go for the dad. Scary movie. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> scary movie. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bigger impact. This is tough. Yeah, you didn't. Oh, sorry. Um, scary movie. I thought I said it out loud, but obviously not. Bigger impact is tough. Both of these are big impacts. It's hard to know. Like, what's? Which was the? When was the first parody film? Who was the first? Well, scary movie, the original. Parody, or you know, were there other ones? Or I don't know right. how much of a difference it makes, but there's a near 200 million difference in the um, gross of the two films. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, I, maybe I would go for again. I think it's close. Maybe I'd go for scary movie on the again. I mean, obviously, Austin Powers has sequels as well, but I think the impact of the scary movie sequels and then what followed from that are probably bigger than uh, than Austin Powers. I think I would I would go scary movie. That it did make over two hundred million more. Than Austin Powers, I know there's three years difference, but that is still quite significant. I know it did hurt the Austin Powers by the fact that Diana had just been killed, and so they said that uh, morale in Britain was at all time low. And so, uh, if you can believe this, everyone went to see the full Monty instead. <laughs> but that I'm is really what sure. they put it down to. Fair enough. What would your pick be there, TK? Yeah, with you having said the 200 million, that is tough to argue for impact, isn't it? As much as I do think both had a similar impact in terms of our experience with them, I think I'd probably have to give the nod to Scary Movie in that case. Yeah, Scary Movie nearly eclipsed um, Austin Powers' worldwide gross in its opening weekend. Christ. 
and that was with little backing, really, because they weren't expecting it to be as successful as it was. No, that was it. If it was a different sort of film, I'd say, well, a lot behind it, and so you can't really compare that. But in this case, you, you definitely can make the comparison. So, yeah, I'll give it a scary movie. See, the, the, maybe the toughest one, originality, where both are parody movies. <laughs> I would say Austin Powers feels more original in that scary movie is a lot closer of a parody in that they knew what they were doing but they did quite literally kind of go parallel with scream and then tweak the parts that they needed to to make it funny which obviously worked very well but that is the point of it maybe not being as original to make it work whereas austin powers it's a spy film and is probably ripping off james bond the most but it is kind of just parody in spy films in general as much as just James Bond. And yeah. he has created a great character in and of itself, as much as yeah. he said it is a James Bond ripple, but he has sort of like, um, almost like an Alan Partridge type of character in terms of his mannerisms and stuff in terms of, that have become iconic. Yeah. So that would get um, my nod. If we go on to... Sorry, making sure I've got this. MVP. Um, yeah, MVP. So, where would you go there? Would it be Austin Powers? Would it be? Would it be Doofy? Would it be Carmen Electra? Would it be Austin? Is the MVP? No doubt about this one. Unanimous. One of Chef Curry. What Doctor no. Evil? I was going to say, what about Doctor Evil? What about Doofy? Doofy does not get it. Don't you be disrespectful. That's I'll, have you off, I'll have you off this pod before you can say scary movie. Friend of the pod. <laughs> yep. Hopefully be back soon. Um, yeah, I wasn't really thinking. Just because they're the same actor, I was thinking. <laughs> uh, I would I would still go uh, Austin Powers Austin, for though, yeah. the MVP. Maybe I'm giving it to Doctor Evil, but look, yeah, I mean, I'm in the film. I'm in the film, so fair enough. Doctor Evil would be my pick of the two. Um, best soundtrack. <laughs> Austin Powers. I run you through some of the one songs that are in Scary Movie. You've got some Flavor Flav in there. You've got some It's Raining Men. You've got. You've got not as much as I thought as I scroll down. Um, (laughs) Real ones that stand out. In Austin Powers, you have, obviously, Austin Powers theme in itself. Most of us, you've got these boots are made for walking. and Most of them, between them, have their own originally composed soundtrack. But as Sean has kind of demonstrated there, the soundtrack of Austin Powers would probably stand out more to me than Scary Movie. Yeah, definitely. It seems more li- we said it in previous weeks, but it feels more linked to the film as well. Like you associate that soundtrack with it in a way that Scary Movie could change the soundtrack and be the same film. Which film has the better ending, Scary Movie, for me? I think quite comfortably Scary Movie for me on this one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Austin Powers, I think they probably ended it how they had to. Obviously... Yeah particularly with you know what we know with the sequels um but i it, thought they nailed it was scary movie with the sort of uh usual suspect sort of ending other stuff i know it is um like a parody obviously but him 
stopping still for like two seconds and then jumping to press the button at the last second to turn it off did make me laugh. Yeah, very much so. And which film had the best chemistry? Are you going for the Wayans Brothers? Are you going for Austin Powers and Dr. Evil? Are you going for Austin Powers and Miss Kensington? Yeah, Austin Powers and Miss Kensington, I think. I mean, you can't put Austin Powers and Dr. Evil saying he's got chemistry with himself. <laughs> well, but, um, they do. Maybe what works. Yeah, Austin and uh, Austin and Miss Kensington, I think, have got chemistry. I like them. Yeah, I'll lean towards that as well. I don't think... Um... Strangely, obviously the Wayans brothers aren't really with each other that much in the no. movie, and I don't even think the group have particularly good chemistry. <laughs> it's, I guess part of it is that they don't really have much loyalty with each other. Well, they do try to kill each other. By yeah, the end of it. <laughs> exactly. And they don't really bat an eyelid that people are dying around them. If you stand by for the final score, talk among yourselves. Sorry to the listeners. Normally, you have this done before. It's close. It's very close. It must be. He wants to make sure he's got it right. It, must be it is, because, good. just making sure, I'm going to recount you. Oof. Oof. If this was a boxing match, we'd be slating the judges saying how long they're taking. To... Yeah. It's easy to count this up. What's wrong with them? I'm just making sure I don't miss anything. And we're doing this podcast, 80,000 fans at Wembley. Well, let me tell you, we've got our very first 6-6. Six, six, oh, shit. Which does bring it back round to the tiebreaker, which did you prefer? The scary movie takes it on a tiebreaker. Oh, blimey. What drama we've got. And Austin Powers stole that to stay as a tie. It felt like Austin Powers had taken more, which is why I felt like I had to add it up. But it was quite literally, it was two for scary movie, two for Austin Powers, three for scary movie, three for Austin Powers, one for scary movie, one for Austin Powers. So it was as back and forth as it could possibly be. I I was screaming, get off the ropes. (laughs) <laughs> you're blowing it kid take a knee <laughs> so that is that's huge a buzzer beater in the first round this is what you get with movie madness you really you really can't call it going in <laughs> yeah yeah that's the beauty of the tournament we set that precedent week one when bruce almighty the one seed gets toppled first week yeah anything can happen in this game Look, we said these two, the styles are match up nicely, but we couldn't have dreamt just how nicely. Battle of the Parodies. Yeah. So, if we just go through... <laughs> so, what? So I've, just seen, I've just seen this story that um, Seahawks, Seahawks, Seahawks have cut rookie Keeman Silverand after he was caught on video trying to sneak a female visitor into the team hotel. He tried to disguise her as a player with Seahawks here. And then, like, the second <laughs> post is... When the team saw a five foot one, ninety pound woman try to claim she was a football player. Good <laughs> <laughs> of a story as that is. Why are you reading that mid podcast? <laughs> it just popped up. Oh, did it? Yeah. <laughs> like when you broke the transfer news last week. Hey. Fabrizio Romano, here we go. <laughs> he I normally gives us a random on. football update halfway through as well. It's like Man United have just scored or something. That's, that's going to be yeah. great for someone listening <laughs> midweek next week. <laughs> Have Leipzig want... scored? No, it's 0-0. <laughs> Last couple of things. So, real star of the film, Austin Powers is quite clear for... Well, if we probably give that to Mike Myers himself. Um, scary movie, who is the real star of the film? I think you could give it to Ray or Shorty. I would say Anna Faris, as it 
meant to be. You reckon? Okay. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I've... I think when you think of the scary movie franchise, she's the face that kind of goes alongside it. I actually think when you think of the first scary movie, I do think Shorty might probably steal it. I don't know. If, I think I don't know if he's necessarily the best character, but I think we've said it before. If we surveyed a hundred people, I think he might be the top answer. I think I saw Scary Movie three and four before the first one. I've, I've only seen the first two. I think I started seeing a bit in three or four and was uh, offended enough that I just didn't carry What's on. The, which game yeah. is it with the guy who's like, take my strong hand? Is that two? Two, yeah. I think that's the one I saw. Scary Movie 3 is with Charlie Sheen, isn't it? Yeah. With I haven't seen that. That's the they parody The Happening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and 8 Mile. Yes. Yeah. Jesus. They were reaching yeah, that point, weren't his, they? When he puts his hood up, it's the it's the KKK, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. UK, so we're going to be hinting at sequels in the next round. So you might have to uh, get on that. Hey, I'll happily do it for the pod. So, real star of the film, scary movie. That's that. Recasting one role. Would you recast any of these roles? Uh, I had the, the only thing I could think of quickly was uh, I suppose it doesn't really work because I'll be recast, recasting away in but I had Cuba Gooden Jr. as Ray Pig Yeah, give that silence it deserves CK Disgusting What well, have you picked him? What did you say? What, what made you pick him? I just think he's a good actor for that role Get our boy Justin Long in as Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> I would have liked to see Britney Spears in that Carmen Electra role now. Yeah. I feel like she doesn't need more trauma in her life, though. No, I do feel quite bad when I see her pop up after reading that little story. Yeah, yeah. I, I was genuinely say, felt like really bad having read that. It's not often I think that about something. I was going to say, Heather, I was thinking this earlier, I forgot to mention, I was going to say, Heather Graham. Uh, but isn't she in one of the Austin Powers sequels? Is she the Not girl? Sure. I think she's the one that's in uh, Spy Who Shagged Me. I think As so. I said, but if for not, me, all blend into one. She could potentially be um, Kensington, but I guess that that would only work if you change it to an American and not a not an English woman. So yeah, she. I don't, she is in the second one, isn't she? I'm not imagining that. I think she's a, yeah now yeah I think she's the one that's in the second one yeah replace replace her with Kate Beckinsale oh Beckinsale Charmed. I'll get to, I'll get too distracted you, you have you tickle my gooch but I'll be I'll be too distracted I'll have a seat Helen Mirren is the mum <laughs> I should have kicked you off the pod but I reckon I said about it if the cast swapped, which film works best? Blimey. <laughs> we don't need Mike Myers in, a, do- in a, a, a scream mask. How would it even work? I think the answer this... is neither of these films work. This, <laughs> this really is testing the, uh, the segment. <laughs> Not scream mask, say a groovy baby. I'm going for Scary Moody works better with the Austin Powers cast. You've got enough pieces there that you can make it work. If anything, you get more out of Seth Green that way. Our man Dave could be Austin Powers as well. Yeah. We're giving him a promotion. Yeah. Well, actually, he'd probably be better as Doctor Evil, wouldn't he? 
Maybe. Well, Maybe it could be number two. Past it, and they, the person who's playing Austin Powers got to play Doctor Evil as well. No, we're making the most of that cast. <laughs> we're spreading it. Carmen Electra can be Kensington, and uh, Sean Elizabeth can be a lot of vagina. <laughs> if you add Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson, does the movie improve? Uh, I think you can add them to Austin Powers, and I reckon it improves. I don't think it improves Scary Movie, though. Wow. Damn respect. We've said before, there's, a, there's only one answer to that question. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I've got Vince Vaughn going in as Cinder's dad. Good show. Owen Wilson could play. Um, I can Wilson could play the Shannon Elizabeth bloke. Not the tiny dick. dick. Yeah, the tiny dick. <laughs> he, can be the, he can be the cam. He can be the cameraman. <laughs> yeah. Cameraman. <laughs> well, Anyone Vince Vaughn is such a scumbag. The roles that we cast him in each week. Yeah, he's really a lovely guy. <laughs> yeah, I um. <laughs> I posted that Vince Vaughn story uh, on a Las Vegas Reddit page for people to see what a night out with Vince Vaughn would be like. <laughs> Some bloke was really not a Vince Vaughn fan. Yeah, he said, keep the hell did, away did from you, us then. Did, did you see the reply to it? Yeah, yeah, you said what you said. <laughs> Vince isn't your daddy, get over it. <laughs> so next week we have the final matchup of round one. We have knocked up against old school. That's another we've great a, matchup. We've got a return for Vince Vaughn. We've got another long Jedi comedy, but one that <laughs> I think gets better with every watch. You've got Catherine Heigl in the movie, which she said ruined her career. <laughs> you've got Seth Rogen doing Seth Rogen things you've got Alicia Cuthbert in there it really is a huge matchup I'm firmly in the knocked up camp as I've said the whole way through this Keenan is firmly in the old school camp I'm looking forward to seeing old school again it's been a while and I can't wait to get into I'm that fairly in, I'm firmly in old school as well I'll screw in the podcast then sure <laughs> and Everyone will be revealing their picks for the wild card round. Well, first time beforehand, and I'll reveal them so I can give us the matchups. But could the winner of the wild card, you know, get in like a like a repechage in the Olympics? Could they make their way in? We'll discuss that off camera. A playing game. But anyway, thanks again for listening. Slightly shorter episode this week after um, a Goliath podcast we had on Monday. So. The two have evened themselves out, but thanks again for listening. Hopefully we'll have the channel of Keenan back with us next week. Let us know in the comments if you don't want Sean to continue with us in the future. <laughs> and we'll be back. Goodbye.